Money count on, cash on me. Shotty boom my phone. That's corny. That's a no no. I'm trying to hurry. Hey, welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. Can you hear right. This is the podcast where the topics are determined by the conversation in the barbershop on Saturday. That's right. If you talked about it in the shop on Saturday, we're going to talk about it tonight on our podcast. Hello, my name is Jay Rod, and I am your host. I am in Outdoor Studio here in Indianapolis, also known as Naptown. Now, normally, this is the part of the podcast where I would introduce my co-host, AC. But surprising to me, AC is not here. Yeah, I know that's disappointing to a lot of our fans that KC is not in the studio. But however, however, in his defense, he just got off a of vacation and he had a blast. So it may be that he had to rest up tonight. Now, I know our audience may feel some kind of way, but I'm going to have to break the news to him because people showed up in the studio today. Now, there's a couple people in our studio that I'm not familiar with, I haven't seen before, uh, but maybe they're new listeners. I don't know. All right, let me tell them. Hey, listeners, KC is not going to be in today. All right, that was a little strange. We got some people felt like they was excited KC was here, and another half that was actually disappointed. But I think I know the problem is. There was this guy down in the, the lobby, and his name was Mr. Obvious. And he was down there um, complaining that he was supposed to have a studio tonight. But this is normally the night reserved for barbershop.com. So I, I did talk to him, calmed him down, and I did agree that we can do this podcast together. Now, on his podcast, uh, it's like a call-in show where people call and ask him for advice. And in fact, one of the reasons he was upset because he had a, a call already in the queue. Um, so I asked Arthur, our artificial intelligence, to try to get some information about the phone call. And apparently, a guy had a power outage uh, in his neighborhood, and he wanted to call in to, you know, Mr. Obvious to get some of his uh, advice. So with that being said, uh, Mr. Obvious, I'm going to go ahead and graciously turn the mic over for you and uh, we're just listening on your caller and we're going to share this time. Just kidding. <laughs> Let's uh, go to the phones. Uh, <clears throat> hello there, caller. Uh, this is Mr. Obvious. Uh, hello, is this Mr. Obvious? Speaking. <laughs> hey, Mr. Obvious. Uh, thank God I got through to you. It's a, I'm a long-time listener and a first-time caller. <laughs> uh-huh. How can I help you tonight, caller? Mr. Obvious, I, I'm glad you're on that night now because uh, I got a power outage here at my house. Oh, well, uh, have you looked out the window to see if other homes on your street have any power? Uh, well, uh, I, I have, and they all seem to be okay. I, I, I guess it's just me. All right, then it's probably just a uh, circuit breaker. Uh, do you know where your uh, breaker box is? Uh, well, yeah, I do, Mr. Obvious, but uh, that's, that's where I got my problem. See, uh, I'm in the bedroom, and uh, uh-huh. I went to grab the flashlight from my wife's nightstand and well, the darn thing doesn't work. Well, uh, this is a common problem. Many people have flashlights handy, but uh, uh, they come up with dead batteries off there. Oh, well, I don't think that's a problem, Mr. Obvious. Hmm. 
I think I'm getting juice. It's um, it's just that when I turn it on instead of the light going on, mm-hmm. uh, it gets this weird buzzing sound. I'm sorry, a, a buzzing sound? Yeah, it's, just, it's kind of a kind of a buzzing kind. Of, I don't know. It's kind of like a. <laughs> I, I see. Did you try switching batteries? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, that's the first thing I did. My wife, uh, luckily, God bless her, she keeps a whole batch of fresh batteries right there. Wow. Uh, she does. What happened then? Yeah, same thing. No light. That. <laughs> I tell you, Mr. Obvious, this darn thing is so strong, it, uh, it makes my whole hand shake. It's it kind of tingly feeling. You say it's on your wife's nightstand? Uh, <clears throat> has this ever happened when she's uh, turned it on? Uh, well, I, I don't know for sure, Mr. Obvious. She's, uh, she's not here to ask her. She's, uh, she's visiting a friend this weekend. Mm. It could just be a bad connection. Have you tried removing and reconnecting the bulb? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I thought of that, Mr. Obvious, but uh, yeah, the darn thing wouldn't unscrew. Actually, it felt kind of weird. Weird, you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the tip of the tip of the flashlight. Instead of just the, like, flat glass bulb thing, it's just kind of round. <laughs> round? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't flare out and have grooves, so you can turn and adjust it? Well... No, I mean it's it's got grooves and bumps, all right, uh-huh. and and you can turn and adjust it. And, uh, all that happens when you turn it is that that buzzing sound gets louder. Uh-huh, the sound, yeah. Right, because like mm-hmm. if you turn it all the way to the left, right. you know, it's like ear, 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 but if you turn it all the way to the right, it's more like. Could be that the on-off switch is stuck in the middle. Have you tried cleaning the flashlight? friend's house to see if she could help in any way. Well, well yeah, I, I did that, Mr. And she said? No, she, she couldn't come to the phone. Uh, why was that? Well, I guess uh, her and a couple of her friends had gone down to the Amtrak station to help with an engine that had run out of gas or something. Well, that sounds like a very close community. It's great that they all get together and pitch in to help like that when there's a problem with public transportation. That is a fine display of community citizenship. Just a flashlight. Oh, oh, Mr. Obvious. Uh-huh. The, the lights just came back on. Oh. <laughs> I see the flashlight over here on the floor. Oh, huh. And uh, you notice anything unusual about it? Uh, well, just that uh, it's kind of big. It's about a foot long. Uh-huh. Black. Yeah. And uh, it's just kind of big for a flashlight. It's still going. <laughs> 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 
I think it might be a good idea to talk to uh, your wife about it when she gets back. I'm sure she can explain everything. Yeah. In the meantime, you might want to go down to your local hardware store and pick up a more conventional flashlight. <laughs> oh, I got you. Mr. Yes, caller. Thanks, Mr. Obvious. You're a Well, thank you. And join us again next time on the Mr. Obvious Show. Da -da -da -da. <laughs> Wow. Okay, Mr. Obvious, I think that, uh, <laughs> oh boy, you know, there's one thing I do have to say, Mr. Obvious, it sounds like his wife is, uh, that, that was easy. It sounds like she's very easy, but I think that's about all of your uh, talk show or call-in show that we can take for tonight. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, move on into a break. What an unusual show. <laughs> that's pretty wild. All right, well, I'm going to move on, and I'm going to go ahead and recognize our sponsor, and here we go. Hey. It's a party out in MIA. Hey. Hey. Taiwan on the beat, I already know. It's a party out in MIA. Uh -uh. I've been working hard, it's time to live today. Hey. It's a party out in MIA. Uh -huh. hey. It's a party out in MIA. Hey. It's a party. This is part of our podcast where we just take a break and call and recognize our sponsor. Our first sponsor is Way Studio, owner of Dean Cat. Now, he has a lot of organizations under his umbrella. However, he's most proud of his custom-made t-shirt. And boy, you got to see some of this product. In fact, he has Black Queen Matter. Like on those t-shirts, go ahead and go to his email and place an order. And another t-shirt that I like are both matter now i want to remind you that the primaries are, are now in fact the elections midterm elections are coming up in november and it's critical that we show up at the polls in strength if you want your voice our voice to be heard show up in november and vote it's a party out in MIA. All right, now we cannot forget about our second sponsor, and that is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. That's right, they're located on Michigan Road here in Indianapolis. I do have to say, we're a family barbershop as well. Come on in and talk to any of our master barbers. Wow. All right. That was our sponsor. Audience, are you still here? There they go with that weak applause. What's going on here? Let me repeat myself. Audience, are you still here? All right. I feel so much better. I'm not alone here in the studio. All right. That was quite unusual <laughs> mr obvious uh but maybe just maybe we can be have him as a guest uh sometime on another show but you know something i think i'm going to go ahead and move on because there is something i've been looking watching and watching very closely and that is the january 6th hearing there are some key things that's coming out of that and if you have not been watching i suggest that you really do it's important that you understand what's going on in the political arena what's going on with your country there's things that you should know. Now, one of the things that I have learned from looking at the hearing is how deeply was Trump involved. Yes, I'm going to repeat that, how deeply he was involved. Uh, in fact, 
It seems like to me from looking at all the hearings that Trump was the common thread for all efforts to overthrow the election. Now that last part, I'm going to pause because I want this to soak in your mind. Trump was the common thread for all the efforts to overthrow the elections. That's right. Anytime they, you hear overthrow the election, they are trying to undo your decision, who you want to run this country. In fact, the big question is, did Trump violate the laws? And I'm in the opinion that he did. From looking at all this stuff on TV, I truly believe that he conspired to instruct the Congress into the fraud of the United States of America. That's right. That's my opinion. Now, that's not only my opinion. I pulled up something that they talked about just that. Did Trump break the law? And I want you to listen to what they had to say about that. The Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th attack says President Trump and his allies may have committed crimes in their effort to overturn the election. The claim in a civil court filing in California came just last night. The committee's lawyer said it has a good faith basis for concluding that the then president and members of his campaign engaged in a criminal conspiracy to defraud the United States. The committee wants lawyer John Eastman to hand over thousands of emails related to efforts to overturn the election. Eastman is a former lawyer for President Trump. He wrote a memo at the time arguing the vice president, Mike Pence, could overturn the election on January the 6th. He says he can't hand over the documents that the committee wants because of attorney-client privilege. The committee is arguing that does not apply to Eastman because lawmakers believe he may have actually helped the president commit the crimes. They say they think his emails might help them prove that. Eastman's lawyers released a statement saying, like all attorneys, Dr. John Eastman has a responsibility to protect client confidences, even at great personal risk and expense. The select committee has responded to Dr. Eastman's efforts to discharge this responsibility by accusing him of criminal activity. Former President Trump responded as well to this filing by once again falsely claiming that the election was rigged and claiming the committee is covering it up. NBC's Sahel Kapoor has been covering every step of the committee's work. Sahil, on what evidence are lawmakers basing this very serious allegation? Now, here's the part that I was talking about earlier, is the evidence is coming out of the hearing. It is remarkable. And one of the, one of the reasons why I think it's so clear, uh, untainted, if you will, is because they cannot be interrupted, like you see in other hearings where the GOP is hollering, trying to take the witness off track. That's not happening in this one because most of it is videotaped. And the thing that is surprising to me is that every party that is testifying is from the Republican Party. It also was in the uh, inner circle of Trump. But I'm going to let you listen to this guy talk about the evidence and give his opinion. Absolutely, Shep. These are some explosive allegations of criminal activity against former President Trump. And specifically, they say there's good reason to believe that Donald Trump is uh, guilty of three specific transgressions. The first is obstruction of an official proceeding of Congress. The second is conspiracy to defraud the United States. And the third is common law fraud. They cite, among other things, his call with the Georgia Secretary of State um, asking 
uh, him to find just enough votes to declare himself the winner in Georgia, even though he lost that state. They cite uh, his attempts to get his administration at the time to act on claims of fraud that his own officials had debunked. Now, what is the impact of all of this? What does it mean? Let's have a listen to what Republican Adam Kinzinger, a congressman on the committee, had to say. We're not out here for criminal charges. Ours is just get to get to the bottom of it. The question is, in terms of getting the documents we need, uh, a judge asked if the crime fraud exemption existed, which would take away attorney-client privilege. We believe it does. Um, in terms of anything beyond that, for a criminal perspective, that's up to DOJ. It's not up to us. Now, it's absolutely true that Congress does not have the authority to charge anybody with a crime. That is entirely up to the Justice Department. This is also not a formal criminal referral, and this will be a monumental decision, Shep, for Attorney General Merrick Garland to either act on this evidence and pursue prosecution and balance that with the enormous precedent it would set for an administration to criminally prosecute a president of an, another party that uh, the incumbent had just defeated. All of these questions come as the January 6th committee had another very busy day today, uh, deposing a former Trump White House staffer, Judd Deere, for nearly six hours of deposition and dropping another subpoena against Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, the fiance of former President Trump's eldest son, Don Jr. Shep. So wow. That is totally amazing. Again, I think that he committed a crime. So I'm gonna turn over to the audience. I'm gonna ask the audience since they're here. Um, I want the ones in the audience that think Trump did not break the law, make some noise. Okay, it sounds like to me that apparently nobody's really speaking up. How many of you folks think that uh, Donald Trump actually did break the law? Yeah, I think it's time for him to go. I think it's time for them to lock him up. Yeah, that's the sound he's going to be hearing shortly. You know, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, but during the first year or two that Donald Trump was in the office, uh, at least it was a joke in the barbershop. And this was the joke in the barbershop, is that he's not going to leave the White House. He's going to be kicking and screaming because he don't want to leave the White House. Uh, you're going to have to put him in handcuffs to make him leave. At that time, it was a joke. But that joke had turned into reality. He got this close, and if you can see my fingers, it's very close, of overturning democracy. That is a high opener. And that is what you can find out by looking at the hearing. So again, what can you do? What can you do about this? Number one, go out and vote. And number two, educate yourself and figure out what's going on with your country. Because it is scary. <laughs> I don't know if that's scary, but scary. All right, I tell you what, we're going to take a, uh, another break since um, Casey is not here. Uh, hope you can wake up soon, rest up, get energy, come on back into this podcast. But we're going to play a little more of King Cap's music to get us bumping and rocking. Hey, it's a party out in my head. Taiwan on the beat, I already know. It's a party out in my head. I've been working hard, it's time to live today. Hey. It's a party out in MIA. Uh -huh. hey, it's a party. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got a, we got a call coming in. I, I, I don't know if that's from Mr. Obvious. 
uh, you know, because we spoke, you know, we got a conflict here in the studio. All right, I guess I answered his phone. Wow. This is Barbershop.talk podcast. Oh boy. Yes, yes, yes. I've been meaning to talk to you. Oh no, I, I, I know who that is. That is, that is baby know it all. Oh boy. All right, baby know it all. What, what are you calling in for? Why are you here tonight? But I hear you talking about Trump, and I don't appreciate it. I don't think that he broke any laws, and I totally disagree with your audience. Sound like a bunch of crickets. They know doggone good and well that Donald Trump won that election, and it was stolen from him. All right, let's go ahead and make this correction, baby. The election was not stolen. That is false news. Well, we know it's false news, but we're just going to keep saying it. You know, because we got a lot of people out here that believe that. Haven't your mother always told you, if you tell the lie three times, people will start to believe it? Well, that is coming true. If you say a lie over and over and over, people start to get confused and believe it is the truth. Now, also saying that is that the person who's telling a lie, if they tell it so much, they start to believe it. So it may be that Trump is starting to believe his own lie. But however, now here's some other stuff that came out from the January 6th committee. Here's some key things um, that I want to put on the table. Now, remember I said that he talked to his inner city, or at least they testified. The thing that was surprising to me, the most surprising to me, is by um, Bill Barr. Here's a couple of things that he said that was amazing to me. He said this in a recorded video testimony. Now, remember, this is the former Attorney General, Bill Barr, said then-President Donald Trump embraced baseless conspiracy theories. Now, he said that. And he also said that he was detached from reality. Now, here's another thing that he said. And remember, I'm talking about Bill Barr. He said this, there was no evidence that dead people voted in Philadelphia. Remember that? Remember what he tried to say was 8,000 dead voters who voted in Philadelphia? Well, come to find out, it is not true. Now, wait a minute, J-Rod. Uh, it was kind of true. Because uh, I put in at least three of those votes. So it may not have been 8,000, but, you know, my grandmother and my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather, you know, they all died. So I voted for them because I knew they wanted me to vote for Trump. Okay. Baby, no, no, they're going to lock you up if they listen to this podcast. So you you might want to <laughs> you might want to retract that story because that, that, is, that is fraud. That is fraud. So I don't know. I'm trying to see here any other facts that was very intriguing to me out of the uh, uh, some of the testimonies. Other than Trump is trying to intimidate some of the witnesses. Again, this is the person that ran your country. He's a criminal. He's a criminal. We cannot have criminals running this country. Now, I can say, and you can look this up uh, more than... 43% of the people who signed the Constitution had a criminal record. You know, they wasn't born in the United States. They came over from England. And go back and look up the records. 43% of them had a criminal record. 
So criminals started this country, but I'll be doggone, criminals are not going to end this country. That is my position, and it should be yours as well. Well, all right. Well, I do know for a fact, uh, Mr. Obvious, I'm going to uh, say thank you. Thank you for uh, filling in for KC today, even though we had a conflict and it was uh, untimed. We do appreciate you at least taking up a little bit of our time. Uh, KC, get better. We hope that you rest up. Uh, get plenty of rest, and we will see you in barbershop.talk next time around. With saying that, I am going to go ahead and take over uh, your closing remarks. One, I want to thank you, the listeners, to barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platform. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe. Be wise, be loved, and we say, go mob. I bet, bitch. Money count on. Cash on me. Shawty blew my phone. That's corny. That's a no-no. I'm trying to hustle. That white one. Can you hear me how? Whenever I'm in doubt. That's right, nigga. That's right, dog. That white woman.